welcome to another episode of Husky Talk. Today's guest moved to Alaska at the age of five and got her first sled dog. She competed in sprint mushing throughout her childhood. Her father and stepmother are some of the greatest mushers of all time, Alan Moore and Allie Zirkel. It was them who introduced her to long distance mushing. She's an ER nurse and lives in Fairbanks with her husband and two sons. Please welcome to the show, Bridget. Hello, Bridget. Welcome to the show. Hey. With this being the 50th anniversary of the Deerod, we are going to start the show off with a little Deerod trivia. We have five questions for you. Are you ready? Oh, man. I wasn't prepared. Let's see. First question. Who founded the Iditarod? Uh, the Reddington. Mm-hmm. Second question. Who Mark. won the very first Iditarod? I don't know that answer. It was Dick Wilmer. Third question. So okay, give it to me. Who was the first female at Diderot champion? Oh, I hope I know that. Was it Susan Butcher or Libby Riddles? It was Libby Riddles. Yep, sure, she sure was. But who's the most winning woman? Do you know that answer? Uh, no. Ah, Susan Butcher. Oh, I got a question <laughs> for you. You didn't know that. Fourth question. What was the closest finish? The closest finish was uh, second apart. Dick Mackey and, uh, let's see, with Rick Twinton and Dick Mackey won by a second. Correct. Fifth question. Who was the oldest person to ever finish the I Did Rod? Ever finished? It was, uh, was it Vaughn? Like, in, it wasn't he, like, in his 70s? Uh, he was 84. And yes, it was Vaughn. It was Vaughn, but he was 84. Okay, I, I stand corrected. You got four out of five. Oh, man. Do you think that means I'm prepared or not? <laughs> yes. Okay. Good Good to know. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am 38 years old, and I am a nurse and a mom to two wonderful boys that are 7 and 10, and a husband that I've been married to for... 17 years and we live here in just south of Fairbanks. We live in a place called Salcha, Alaska. So you moved to Alaska when you were five and got involved in dog mushing. Talk to us about this experience mushing as a child. Sure, as a kid I just got a couple of dogs when I was about five years old and we found some local races that seemed like a lot of fun and we quickly became part of their organization and we would run our dogs and compete in races every weekend and so every Saturday my whole life growing up we would try to compete and see if our dogs were faster than our friends dogs. Please report to the office. Thank you. After high school you went to college and eventually moved to Nome. You weren't racing but you were still involved in racing at your family's kennel. Talk to us about how you were involved. Sure. So when I lived in Nome, my parents were still racing, or they were right in the thick of their racing. So what I actually would do is I would fly back to Fairbanks once a month, and I would stay here for a week or longer, and I would help them train. And so I would help them train on all their training runs. And then I even would run usually one, sometimes two smaller races every single year to help train their younger dogs. While helping out your dad and Allie, you realized your dreams as well and started building your kennel. Talk to us about your kennel. 
So my kennel officially started in 2018 when we got our first couple of puppies that were from my dad and Allie. And uh, for the next couple of years, we actually just had puppies that we bred from them. And so we've raised all of our own dogs. We have about 28 dogs right now. And we continue with their lineage and um, are raising all of our own dogs. What is the name of your kennel? Kennel on a Hill. How many total dogs do you have? 28. Since starting your kennel, you have been training and qualifying for the Iditarod. Talk to us about the challenges of training while still working and having two young children. Well, some days it seems almost impossible, but everything just has to be super organized and you have to have everything laid out in a plan and you have to be present in whatever moment you're in. So when I'm in mom mode, I'm mom. When I'm in musher's <laughs> mode, I'm a musher. Uh, but I have to make sure that I have the adequate amount of time in both locations. So if it's a day I have to work, I have to make sure that I'm at work. If it's a day that I'm going to go to hockey with my kids, I'm going to make sure that I'm enjoying their hockey and that I'm not on my phone, but that I'm spending time with them celebrating what they love to do. And so it's a lot of organizing and pulling yourself in different directions, but making sure that you spend your time adequately with each each section of your life, I guess I would say. So it's very hard to train and to do all of it because it's very important to me that I have family time. And so I make sure that one day a week, every week is family time where there's no running dogs, there's no other agendas, but that we're doing whatever our family is going to do. And then it's very important that um, we keep on our schedule for training dogs. So you have to train, you have to schedule out that schedule to make sure that all those things work out. Recently, while on a training run, you had a very scary, scary encounter with a moose. Can you talk to us about what happened? Sure, yeah, there was a moose that we encountered, and typically moose just kind of run off the trail, but this, this winter our snow's deeper than usual, and the moose didn't want to get off the trail. I tried to give him enough space to make his own decisions to run away, but he did not, and he actually charged my team. And what that means is he ran straight toward me, and uh, I, had a, I had a gun that I tried to stop him with, but he did not stop, and he then subsequently ran over top of my team and charged me a couple of times after that. And then he still did not flee, and he continued to trample my team for the next hour until help arrived. Did anyone get injured? I did. I had four dogs um, that got injured, and a few worse than others, but they've all been treated at this point and are continuing to heal. How are your dogs recovering? Well, they're just like people. Some heal quicker than others. Some of their injuries weren't as severe, and so one of my dogs, Pepe, who was, was in the attack, he's healed a lot quicker than all the others, and he's actually been running with me the last couple runs, and I plan on taking him on Iditarod with me, so that's very exciting. Was it difficult to get back on the trail after the scary experience? It was absolutely difficult, and it's still difficult every time I get on, but it gets a little bit easier each time, and you have to just decide if you're going to face your fears or you're going to let your fears take the best of you, but I knew that if I wanted to continue on this journey to run the Iditarod that I was just going to have to get out there and do it.
Do you think your time helping your dad and Allie will help you in the Iditarod? I don't think I could have done this without the help of them or the knowledge that they've given to me over my basic entire lifetime. So, yes, I'm 100% going to benefit from everything they've taught me. Do you talk with them about the trail and strategy? Every day. What is your strategy for the race? So I have a very young group of dogs. And so our strategy per se is going to take it. We're going to be taking it slow and we're going to be resting a lot. So there's going to be quite a bit of um, running and stopping and camping and running and stopping and camping. I will not be toward the front of the pack. I will probably be towards the back of the pack, which is okay because my goal is to get these young dogs through this race to see their first thousand mile race. I only have three dogs that have ever been on the Iditarod and the rest are all my young dogs. So there's a lot for them to learn to go on their big first camping experience, and I want it to be a really good experience for them. After you finish, will you continue rushing and doing the Iditarod again? That is a great question. I sure hope so. <laughs> our final segment of the show is a segment we are bringing back from our first season. It is called Mushroom Mount Rushmore. If you had to replace the four presidents on Mount Rushmore with four faces of the Iditarod, who would they be? You could pick anyone that has anything to do with the Iditarod. Are you talking about dogs or humans? Uh, both. <laughs> well, there's some really, really great dogs. So um, there's some great dogs from other people's kennel as well as my parents' kennel. But, you know, of course, I would pick my dad and Allie to be two of the faces. And then you have to think of um, there's just legends within I did her on itself, but I'm going to go with two dogs that I would pick, and there's going to be one dog from my dad's kennel, and um, that's Tito, because there's been no greater wee dog probably ever in history than that dog right there. She was one tremendous amount of awards, so I'd put her face right next to them, and then I would probably have to, let's see, who would be my fourth pick? There's so many to choose from, um, but you know, I think that I would probably... Ooh, it's a good question. There's so many angles to, to think about of who the great people are of Diderot. You have Lance Mackey, who was won four times in a row. He's a great pillar. And you have Susan Butcher, the winning, the most winning female musher that's ever, ever been in Iditarod. So that would be a hard pick. I'm not sure who my fourth one would be. <laughs> How about we go with my lead dog, Raz? We'll put her as the fourth one because that's going to be the future. How's that sound? Good. Okay. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Good luck in the Iditarod. We will be following you. Okay. Well, thank you guys for all that you do. Special thanks to Bridget Watkins for being on our show today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you'd like to hear on our show, please email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would like to also give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, the I Did Our Trail song, and our outro song, Reddington's Run. They call this race the I Did Our Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's Run.